Um, what we learned a little earlier in the week is that work is set to begin later this year on a second entrance to Royal Darwin Hospital as part of the Northern Territory Government's budget commitments. The announcement came just days after yet another crash uh, on Friday evening last week, which is understood to have temporarily blocked two lanes to the hospital. It's not the first time that we've spoken about this being an issue. In fact, if you've heard uh, me interview Dr Robert Parker from the AMA before, you'll know that this is an issue that he has raised in the past. And Dr Parker joins me on the line right now. Good morning to you. Morning, Katie. Dr Parker, you and I have spoken on a few occasions, in fact, about the situation with there really only being one entrance to both of our, uh, well, both the private hospital and indeed the public hospital. Well, that's correct. And I mean, it's a very, I mean, it's a very large part of Darwin, the hospital, in terms of people working. Um, And there's obviously, you know, the transport issues every morning um, are ridiculous to a degree where, you know, every morning around from seven till nine o'clock and from in the afternoon, there's just a massive amount of transport using a, a fairly small defined road into what is one of the biggest employment areas in the Northern Territory. Um, so it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the accident in December 2020 obviously mm. r- raised the issue of if there is a blockage. And I mean, that photograph I took for the NT News of cars backed up, back down Rocklands Drive. And I mean, the, what I didn't include with all the ambulances apparently caught up in the traffic thing. So the ambulances are trying to get to the hospital, but are blocked by that by that one issue with the road. Yeah. So it seems both in terms of, you know, and obviously the minister's got plans for the RDH campus in the future, which will increase traffic flow. Um, so it makes it makes good sense to um, have a second entrance, both for to probably improve traffic flow generally to the to the area, as well as obviously for emergencies to stop the one road blocking issues in an emergency. Dr. Parker, how long do you reckon you've been calling for this second entrance? Well, since we've been calling it for, for a few years, but the issue in 2020 really raised the issue up to quite a significant level. Mm. Um, when it became absurd that, you know, one traffic issue blocks the entrance to our major health uh, resource in the Northern Territory. Can you talk me through, you know, what happens at those very critical times where there is a crash and, and, you know, the roads are blocked up like that, if there are ambulances that that have patients that need to get into the hospital quickly? Well, unfortunately, the AMBOs have got to just work to keep the patients stable till they can get through the blockage to the ED. So there's not much they can really do. They're stuck in traffic. And so it's really up to the, to the you know, AMBOs who do a really great job to um, make, make sure that the patients are kept. I mean, we're very lucky in the Territory. I mean, you know, if we were in, in, in southern states, I mean, we've got this issue of ramping mm. where um, quite often you'll get six or seven ambulances ramped up to a hospital because of bed block. And so the AMBOs are off the road keeping those patients alive until they can get to the ED. Luckily, we don't have a significant issue with ramping in the Territory. But the AMBOs up here, I mean, are very good at doing their initial work to stabilise the patient, but then obviously keeping the patient stable during transport. Have there been situations before where where, um, we have had ambulances unable to get people into ED? I'm aware, I think, at certain points in previous wet seasons, when that um, creek floods... uh, Vehicles haven't been able to access the hospital. Oh. Um, you know, it's usually been when it's been incredibly wet, and the and and the water's come to a very high level underneath that bridge at the front of the front of the hospital. Then apparently ambulances haven't been able to access mm. that road. 
So it, it, it had been, but it's been a rare occurrence. But I think the accident in 2020 just re, really raised the issue of this is a very busy thoroughfare now. Yeah. And we need to do things differently. Yeah, spot on. And um, do you know? Do you have any idea, or have they given you any sense of when this duplication is expected to be complete? Well, at least they're starting with it, and obviously there's been money done. Mm. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there were, uh, following the issue I raised in 2020, the department did a, a review, and I think there were three options raised. One was from Lee Point Road, and I understand there are environmental and, I suppose, resident concerns about a brand-new road being built from Lee Point Road. Um, it makes sense to use the existing corridor, um, which, you know, everyone accepts is the road to Royal Darwin Hospital. And, I mean, one side of it doesn't have any residents at all, so that, that sort of reduces, I suppose, the impact on residents. Um, so it does make sense to probably do it from, from Rocklands Drive, mm. probably down further west. I mean, the engineers has got east. It's, it's actually down west, probably more towards Mambaloo uh, Crescent. Yeah, right. That's probably where the entrance is. And Mr Parker, it is, uh, Dr Parker, it is part of, uh, you know, a larger investment that the Northern Territory Government announced earlier this week as part of their pre-announcements ahead of the budget. Uh, They say that they're going to be supporting health services across the Territory with $2 billion allocated in budget 2023. Um, Not sure if you've had much of an opportunity to look through the announcement that they've made to see what sort of new in that announcement this year. Well, again, I'm aware of the major issues. I mean, I know the health budget chews up pretty much a significant portion of the NT budget generally. I mean, we're very happy with the new morgue. Um, we've been put, we, again that was a um, we've been raising that for a number of years with the um, um, with the NT government that the Royal Darwin Hospital needs a new morgue. I mean, a morgue usually isn't one of the sexier aspects of health development, no. but it, it, but the lack of a dignified area for people for, for Aboriginal families to sort of mourn um, it was a major concern for us. And obviously, we need a morgue. So, it, you know, the hospital looks after the living. They also look, need to be, look after yep. deceased individuals in a way too to make sure they're properly cared for. And it's really good to see that the, that the, that the department now is developing a morgue that will fit modern, modern forensic pathology practice. Um, so that's very happy. We're yep. very happy with that. Um, so, you know, there are some good things happening. Um, but again, unfortunately, health is a bottomless bucket. Mm. I mean, you can put, you can keep on putting more and more money into health. And again, obviously, the the new ward that they're planning to do, thirty-two bed ward, will help. It's not, you know, it's, it's not the end solution in itself. Um, developing more aged care beds, you know, to try and get individuals who need to be in aged care rather than the hospital is also a welcome development. Yeah. So I mean, I, I was, I was, although it's not the perfect solution. I mean, there's never, there's never any perfect solution to health. Yeah. We shouldn't be letting the good get in the way of the perfect. Well, and, and you know, this is the thing. It's something you and I, again, have discussed on numerous occasions, uh, that bed, you know, the lack of beds in at different times, uh, that overcrowding at different times and that real strain uh, on staff at the hospital who are absolutely incredible, you know, right from the people that are, that are cleaning and catering all the way to the doctors, the nurses, those healthcare staff. Everybody does a phenomenal job under what can be really difficult circumstances. Um, and we know that we really have had a shortage of beds for some time, haven't we? Well, that's right. I mean, and obviously the hospital was built um, for a population, you know, in, in the, was designed for a Darwin population 50 years ago, you know, when we had pretty much a half the population we've got now. Um, and, I mean, Palmerston has helped to a degree, but really 
I mean, the Minister's quite correct. We need to really look at the future. I mean, RDH is an old hospital building designed for a population, um, you know, 50 years, population size 50 years ago. We really need to, do, to look for the future um, to, to, to have an adequate hospital capacity for, for modern and future Darwin. Well, Dr Robert Parker, the head of the AMA here in the Northern Territory, we always appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having a chat with us today. Okay, good to talk to you as always, Katie. Thank you.